Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, talented actress of my latest short film, Lady of the Night, Iman Heather. What's going on? How are you? Nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. I'm doing well. How are you, Daniel? Iman, it's been uh, it's been a minute. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're now out of the pandemic. I think last time we were shooting, um, you know, we were kind of dealing with lockdowns and what have you. Uh, but now I feel like we're finally free of that. So I'm just kind of enjoying summer. I'm just trying to enjoy like, you know, um, everything that's kind of coming my way. Would you say the same for yourself? Oh, absolutely. I just went skydiving yesterday to celebrate my birthday. So that was pretty cool. Oh, right. That's right. Happy belated birthday. What are you? 25 now, right? Yeah. Yeah. 25. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, that's a great way to celebrate, right? Jump right out of a plane. Reminded me of my cousin uh, day before his wedding. He actually jumped out of a plane. So really? thank God, yeah, thank God he landed safely. <laughs> Sound amazing. Like I know I, that would have been. <laughs> I don't think that's the best time to do it, but you know what? That's that's the point of being uh, being reckless, right? Um, changing the game. But I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Like I said, I find you very talented. Uh, we worked together on this project, but obviously I knew you beforehand because you were referred to me by another friend of mine, mutual colleague Eric mm-hmm. Tomjay. And yeah, you hit it off. You served justice to the role of Jen. Um, you know, you enjoyed the script as well. So I'm so happy to talk about it more in the podcast, you know, why you selected the role, um, what spoke to you about it. Um, you know, the last time I had you here on the podcast, you were promoting a project called Fire Escape. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know the status on that by any chance now that I brought it up? I don't actually know. I haven't. I met Alana briefly. The last time I did, she said that it was being edited. So I think it was the final cut. Okay. Uh, but then I think she might have gone to Bali or something. So I have to reach out to her and see what's going on with that. But I, I am excited to see it. I hope it, I hope it comes out soon. Cause yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I smile because I got a DM from Iman a while back saying, uh, is Lady of the Night ever coming out? Uh-huh. And we forgot to keep you in the loop because <laughs> yeah, me and Nabil yeah. are the co-producer. Yeah, it's um, true. I was like, what's going on with that? No, I like to, up, I like to keep up with the projects that I have and stuff just for sure yeah yeah no that's your every right um I'd be the same way being proactive about it but uh going back to that you know when we were discussing uh fire escape you were on the podcast you know I was just so impressed by your talent you know you had like this poise to you as an actress and this is these are the things I was explaining to you um what I was looking for particularly in the character of Jen uh you know someone that's broken uh fragile but you know, through her eyes, like through the windows of her soul, you see that she has a good heart. Um, and that's something that you uh, definitely picked up on. So when we were working together, I enjoyed that we had several talks about how, you know, we were pursuing our goals and uh, the experiences of our creative journeys. Uh, and I want to know from you now, why did you choose to become an actress? Oh, um, well, <laughs> there's so much to answer to that question. I'll start with... Um... I guess you could say a kind of surface reason. Um, I, like I always knew I was the creative type as you might call it. I always knew I was very right-brained, you know, when I was younger, actually, I loved to sing when I was a little girl nice. and I was good at it. And then I kind of lost my voice along the way, which is fine. Right. <laughs> and, um, I loved, I loved painting, doing arts and all of that fun creative stuff. But I don't think that I necessarily had the resources around me to tap into that because I did grow up in the Middle East where art isn't really respected as it is in somewhere like North America. And so I, you know, I always knew that that was there, but I didn't really, 
as I said, tap into it as much. Um, and I think I just, I just kind of, you know, took drama classes and did whatever. And then I thought, you know, maybe I'll do law or something, or I was kind of not. So this really wasn't the reason why I asked this. Cause I'm always curious for myself. I told you a film, like I have always believed I still do that. It's a calling, right? Like it's something I was put here to do just the way mm -hmm. my brain's wired. Do you feel it's the same or do you feel this passion kind of this, you just like it discovered you rather you discovered it. Like it found you. I, I kind of like both. So as I, what I was saying, what I was getting into was that, right. Then I kind of, I was, you know, sidetracked, thought, oh, maybe I'll do law or something. And mm -hmm. then, um, <laughs> law. And then I was <laughs> in high school and I was talking to a friend on the phone, not even like a really close friend, but just a, a friend. And somehow acting came up. I was about 14 years old. This is a period now when we're, we're deciding what you want to pursue for the rest of your life. Right. Um, you know, and so I was like, I don't know how acting came up. It just came up. And I remember I had to hang up the phone. And this is the only time something like this has ever happened in oh my, my life. God. But I literally, I had an epiphany and I don't think I've ever had an epiphany. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like it felt like a positive panic attack, like a good, you know, I was hyperventilating. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I have to do. I have to be an actor. And it seems so random and sudden because like I said, when I was like four to like nine, like I was into the, you know, creative arts and whatever that meant. I, I played the piano, like I sang like all this, but I didn't really think you could make a career out of it. Yeah. Um, but um. And when I was on the phone, I was like, oh, I have to do this. And then, you know, obviously there was <laughs> trial and error, but here I am now. So that's what matters. And then the kind of, I guess you could say, unsurfaced reason is that I, I spent a lot of time as a child, kind of like alone. And I was, I was very introverted. And I would often watch films and that's how I kind of connect to the world. It would just be like, I, I was obsessed with them. I'm never much of a reader, which is funny because I am now, but I was obsessed with movies and just like all sorts of movies. And I just, I remember watching it and kind of feeling like, wow, this exists, you know? And I was, I was cooped up in this apartment and in a completely different world from this world where art is like, hugely appreciated which is what I love about Canada or North America and I was like wow you know and I, I remember feeling so connected and during a time where maybe my feelings weren't being validated mm -hmm. I felt like my emotions and my feelings as a little girl were being validated by watching film or even tv shows or anything and watching people and just learning behaviors from these people and so I think that those two reasons kind of enmeshed the the epiphany that came out of nowhere which you yeah. know it's instinct and you have to follow instinct when instinct is that pure you have to follow it so yeah it's kind of in the sense that like it found me right but also i think it's something that brings me great joy to actively pursue whenever you know even if there's times that I doubt it or whatever, I'm like, no, like, I love this. This is, it's the art for me. It's the fact that there might be a little girl out there, like little Iman, who I can connect to, whose feelings I can validate the way I needed feelings, my feelings to be validated. And it's just about connection. You know, you, I want someone to watch something I'm in, even lady of the night and be like, wow, you know, I can kind of relate to that or, right. you know, so serving yeah. justice to the character as well. That's something that we discussed, right? respecting the story um you said a lot of yeah you said a lot of interesting points uh, i resonate with a lot of them as well 
it's kind of fascinating, right? When you talk to other artists, um, and this is why I do the podcast, is uh, as much as we come from different places, right? Uh, growing up in the Middle East yourself, me growing up in Toronto, um, you know, two different countries uh, and areas, I mean, where art is uh, perceived, were very much alike. When I was a child, I was very introverted. You know, I still am in, in certain aspects of life. Um, but obviously I've improved or else I wouldn't be in the position I'm in as a director. Um, but I think that was always my kind of source of, I don't know, source of connection, um, source of discovery where whenever I watch a film, I can kind of tap into that imagination or that fantasy of, you know, who would I want to be, right? Um, I think that's the power of storytelling. And interesting enough, when I write my films, whether they're male or female characters, I was explaining this to you about uh, Jen and Lady of the Night. I always try to inject uh, qualities of myself in every character um, to make it as believable and authentic as possible. Because that's something that you were explaining to me, like with the dialogue, it really hit you hard. And I took a huge compliment from that because that's what I strive towards, right? It's all the characters um, when they speak and must be as believable as possible, especially if a woman, which I'm not a woman, but especially if a woman hears it, uh, they'll yeah. say they understand it, right? Like they, they would say something like that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, whether it's a woman or a man, you might be able to implement parts of yourself in, you know, Jen. And it's relatable because human feeling doesn't have a gender. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, it's oh, sorry. One second. Let me. Sorry, what were we discussing? <laughs> um, no, exactly what you were saying about uh, doesn't matter if they're male or female. Right. Um, it's. For me, it's about being authentic as possible, right? And respecting the story. Uh, your journey into becoming an actress is, I think a lot of people can resonate, right? It's, you know, you don't really know what you want to do, but there's some sort of um, calling, right? There's some sort of uh, constant feeling that you need to uh, work towards this, right? To feel fulfilled. That's how it was for film, right? For me uh, and storytelling. I want to know, like, as you were pursuing this journey, were your family, friends, peers they were supportive of you or judgmental were they critiquing you along the way um they were i would say that the family members that matter to me were have been very supportive okay yeah and you know i've created a great group of friends since moving to canada which was only just a few years ago who have been who are very who are a lot of them are artists themselves so they're very supportive of Arch history. Maybe some of the peers that I grew up with might not necessarily be supportive per se. Right. Um, or weren't supportive back then, but that's because they weren't very aware of this world. Um, so, you know, the friends that I'm with now, those are the ones that matter. And yeah. So. Well, talk to me about that. Like moving to Canada, what was that like? Why, why did you make that move? Was it for the arts, particularly, or for a better life? Well, I'm Canadian. I was born with the, like, I, I'm Canadian. My mom's Canadian. Oh, okay. So I feel like it was going to happen regardless, but I could have stayed in the Middle East, but I also wanted to, I definitely wanted to come to act. Like I came, I went to an acting school and then I moved back and then I came back. And the first thing I did was just like get an agent, do this, do that. So it definitely came to act and live, but <laughs> Definitely. It just kind of happened. Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, kind of. But acting was definitely the main motivator. It was like, okay, if I wasn't Canadian, I would probably have gone to Los Angeles. But right, I, you know, I'm Canadian, and Toronto is such an 
up and coming place for this. And I know that like acting is what I have to do. It's the only thing for me that I can like push myself to. And um, while I love all the arts, it's like acting has always been it, especially for the last few years. And so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna come here and just shortly after the pandemic happened, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It gave me a great opportunity to understand the city as well. So I guess both of them kind of co-align coming to live and also coming to act. That's great. And you were talking about people. So people that don't support you, I, I'm happy that you have that courage to still pursue your dreams regardless of that. Cause I can know that could be very discouraging, you know, to have people closest to you. Um, believe it or not, like, you know, my parents that they were always supportive. I want to mention that, but there were times when, you know, they kind of doubted my dreams. And I think it's just through accomplishments, right. Perseverance that you kind of prove them wrong. Um, have you noticed those people kind of circle back in your life? <laughs> Um, I, I think that those people in my life who are unsupportive are not really in my life for a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I get um, it. But it kind of, it's a bunch of things, but yeah, I, um, I think in your case, like I, I know, like my mom has been very supportive of my dreams. Right. Um, she's great. She's like the kind of person who's like, go after what you love, you know, and it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to do this, 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 but if you love it, you do it, you do it full, you know, but like, I know there are a lot of parents out there, family members out there who don't mean it ill-intentionally. They're doing, they're trying to look out for you because it's like a pipe dream. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to follow your own instinct and you got to trust yourself. And so those people who might not have been supportive of me, like I it's it's a sense of no I believe in me I support me and even if at the time it might have affected me clearly didn't affect me enough to not do it so and here I am and then the more you the more you find yourself you know doing things going out there booking things you you get this rush and reaffirmation that you're doing the right thing and you, you use that fuel to just drive you all right and we're back so iman and i took a short little break uh because we're experiencing one of the hottest days of the year or at least i am i think iman is freezing where she is um but uh we're back to talk about um our conversation um and you know we were talking about you know the fact that uh there's people that are supportive in your life there's ones that aren't um and that's what every creative any artist kind of experiences uh for myself you know, uh, I kind of got over that by not only having conviction in myself, but also proving them wrong through the things I create, right? I'm a doer. I don't like to just talk about things. And the same could be said for yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to kind of just get to a point where we say, uh, what can we do um, that's for ourselves and not for anyone else, right? We have to do it for ourselves ultimately. But um, having said that with the people that um, maybe challenge you or judge you along your journey, there are always those that inspire us um, to achieve our potential or at least give us that uh, affirmation that it is possible. And for, as you know from me, because I've discussed this um, repeatedly, Quentin Tarantino, you know, he's my hero and he's someone that as an artist represents the idea of being the rebel, right? He was outside of the industry. He came in and was able to make himself who he is today without having any film school, any film background or any sort of wealth um, accumulated by his past uh, family history. So what I want to ask you, Iman, is who are the people in your life, both either in the industry or outside of the industry, that inspire you to keep moving, keep hustling, and keep going towards your dreams? 
So in the industry, I would say it's definitely everyone, everyone that is in the industry, I guess. Like I said, it goes back to when I was a little girl and I just watched whatever movie and I'd be like, wow, there's people like acting in front of us. And, you know, it's, it's, it's everything. It's, it's the crew, it's the cast, because I've always thought film is just magic. You literally have every possible art in a movie. It's crazy. It's amazing. So anyone, honestly, that's in this industry, that's pursuing this industry, especially anyone um, who's a person of color, um, you know, it's, it's hard enough to go into this industry, but being a person of color like myself and, and doing it is a whole other ball game, but good to those people who are doing it. And right. so those people inspire me, those ones who have made it in this industry or who are doing it. It's like, you gotta, you gotta follow your dreams. You gotta relentlessly go after what you believe in. And if that's a certain art that speaks to you, then you do it no matter what. And people close to me, there's definitely a few people that are a couple of people that are close to me, um, very close to me who have been relentlessly supportive I won't name names. They know who they are. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so right? there's there's no celebrities, no no actresses, anyone that inspires you to female or male that uh, you say to yourself, you know, I can get to their caliber one day. I would just say it's, I never really thought of it like that. Like you have Tarantino, which right. I understand. But I don't, I don't think I have a Tarantino per se. I think it's just. That's fair. Like, all these incredible creative people who I just look up to. And, and if I see a movie and if something speaks to me, then it'll be that. Like I could, I could name a bunch of actors and actresses yeah. that I think are incredible, but then it wouldn't be answering the question because the question is more like, the answer to the question is more like, it's everybody in a whole. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I can understand your dilemma in answering the question. Well, like it's a collective thing. It's a collective Yeah, no, for sure. No, for sure. I, uh, again, I, I uh, relate to that because when people ask me as a director, oh, so what's your favorite film? Because I always get asked that question. I can't pinpoint one film. I tell them like a list of them, right? That kind of make up who I am as a person or as an artist, really, uh, collectively, like you said, right? So you don't pinpoint one person. Um, but yeah, for me, as I've talk, talked to you at nauseum about it, um, Tarantino is like my inspiration. It's just, uh, I don't know what it is. Like, as I get older, as I get more serious about the career, uh, I kind of look at how he um, became who he was. And I say to myself, you know, that, that's such a great uh, career path to follow. You know, he became a brand. And whenever a film is out, you look forward to him. Uh, you look forward to what he creates. Um, as opposed to sometimes the actors in the, involved in them or maybe the story itself. It's what came from the mind of Quentin Tarantino. So that's something that I aspire to. But I was curious as for you as an actress, if you have those uh, same kind of um, aspirations, right? Um, but that's fair to say, you know, like when you watch a film, you judge it on based on how it inspired you and it doesn't, and it's not dependent on who's involved in it. So I can respect that for sure. I will say one of the first, I will say though, to add to that, like yeah. I, one of the first movies that I remember as a kid being like wow to the actress if that helps yeah <laughs> and made me connect with Moulin Rouge Nicole Kidman in that as the teen and that okay. became that's still to this day one of my favorite films right which is an amazing performance and it just made me feel all these things and I, maybe I was probably way too young to be watching that I was like eight years old but right <laughs> we all don't worry I watch Goodfellas around that age too <laughs> that, that movie's definitely not for kids but uh 
that's what makes us great artists, right? Is that we know great art um, at a young age. We start at a young age, right? So aside from your talent and your tenacity as an actress in pursuit of your dreams, I admire your sheer advocation for mental health and well-being. And I really mean this, like you uh, are unapologetic about it. Uh, you show people, you know, how to take, take better care of themselves. Uh, you give them a window to your world, your routines. Um, there have been some posts, I should say, that uh, have inspired me just by looking at you, um, you know, go, go through your journey of uh, well-being. Um, one, I, one that comes to mind is when you wake up in the morning, you said something like you choose not to look at your phone for at least an hour. Um, mm -hmm. because that causes a heightened state of anxiety. And mm -hmm. that's something that I've kind of, uh, you know, through your like lesson there or other people's teachings, I kind of overcome that as well. It's very hard, especially in our line of business. We're always checking our phone. We always want to make sure if we're getting, uh, seeing our emails, uh, you never know if work is contacting us or a potential client. Um, <laughs> but I think it's very important. What you said is that we don't immediately look at your phone. You have a morning routine, whether you meditate, you journal, um, something I admire about you a lot, Iman, is the fact that you take a day for yourself and you, you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that a lot, that you've been posting that a lot? Yeah. So um, the speaking of skydiving, you posted in your caption that uh, it was a belated birthday gift to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really sweet, really refreshing, really, um, like that we take the time for ourselves. A lot of people don't do that. You know, it's important to uh, kind of do that for yourself, but, um, you have consistently used social media, not only as a tool to promote your artistry, but again, to provide positive affirmation and example of messaging for those struggling with their inner demons. Why are you constantly looking to improve your mental health and the mental health of others? Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? You know I mean? like, a loaded question. Answer yeah. it. <laughs> Answer it right. But I mean, it's, so I feel like going back to what you said about the morning routine and everything, I want to add this to what yeah, you Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I have a new morning routine that I think okay, cool. is amazing. And it's really so cool. Nice. And I've told all my friends about it and I don't think none of them have done it, but I, it's so great. Um, so about in December, December, I started doing this thing called morning pages. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Okay. Is that journaling? Yeah, so it's journaling, but I know, yeah. I know, like people are like journaling, like you know. No, no. And I, 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 You're talking I, to I, someone that that uh, respects it. Yeah, right. But I, I was always someone who was very contemplative of journaling. Actually, like I used to meditate, and I find this a lot more helpful. Like I used to wake up every day for seven months and start my day with like a ten minute meditation, which is amazing. Meditation is great; it has so many benefits. People doing it do it. People who haven't done it should try it. But with morning pages it's like so this this actor that i worked on a film with actually sent me this book called the artist way okay and julia cameron talks about this routine where you wake up especially if you're creatively blocked and at that time i don't think i realized that maybe i was going through some blockage creatively and so she talks about this daily routine when you wake up within like the first 15 minutes of waking up you write three stream of consciousness pages called morning pages and you just, you don't think, you just write. And I know it sounds so simple, but this, I'm doing this every day since December. And sometimes I'm obviously busy. Like yesterday, today, I, I could only do it. Um, like I had to come back and finish writing the pages, but right. it's so cathartic in so many ways. I won't go more into it, but I want to go more into it, but I won't go more into it, but right. definitely well, try. How, 
Well, how has it helped you? This is what I mean by maybe I should rephrase the question. Like how has mental health served you to become a better individual? Like, have you noticed progress? Have you noticed changes in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that awareness towards it and back to your question about why I post about it is because I think that being aware of mental health and removing the stigma around it, which is still great in places like North America, but growing up in the Middle East and South Asia, there was even larger stigma towards it. Right. No, there's no sense of appreciation towards uh, mental health. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people see it as, yeah, a lot of people see it as vulnerability, right? Like weakness. And it's Um, not. No, it's not. There's a big stigma too, like, uh, like a gender bias towards it. I've noticed it's getting better, but like what I mean by that is like females can talk about it, but not males. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm, I know I, I've read about this as well. And that's the thing. It's like, it's both genders. <laughs> We're both, I think, I feel like men keep a lot of stuff in, yeah. for instance, because there's stigma around it and society has deemed that it's not cool for a man to talk about it. And, and women, right. too, and it goes into genders, it goes into ethnic backgrounds, it goes into so many things, it goes into where you live culturally. That's why when I came here and I realized it's actually, it's less stigmatized. People actually treat mental health like it's something and it's nowhere near where it needs to be. But I think that it's really important we start to tackle that because life is hard, you know, life, life is great, but life is also very difficult. And the more we try and break down these walls that we've created around mental issues or whatever per se and create this sense of community of support that if you have this i have this people have anxiety people have trauma people have this there's nothing to be ashamed about then we feel safer and if i can do that in any way i don't think i do it enough but if i can do that on my platform in any way and that is very you know that 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 makes me feel well the reason why i bring it if I can be really transparent with you, is like the reason why I bring it up is a lot of um, women and men, uh, but particularly people our age will post a glamorous, polished lifestyle. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that, it's always going out, always looking their best. And, you know, you obviously have photos uh, of yourself, you know, um, going out, going to restaurants, celebrating, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But what's unique about yourself is I just feel this authenticity when you post those stories. It's like, that's very it's like that's what I meant by refreshing like it's different you know it's not like you don't hold back you share that side of yourself um and that provides like more I don't know it gives you just more depth as a person as an individual you get my point yeah no absolutely and I like they they don't you don't just see you as like the actress there's like a human being there you know yeah or 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 the Instagram person or whatever, or the person we want to put up on Instagram, there's always this display and this goes into the same thing. Thank you. No, for sure. But this goes into the same thing that, that's why I've always told, I've always said this, Instagram is a 1% world. It's not, it's not real. And you see what people want you to see, but you don't see a lot of it. You don't see me crying in my bedroom at three no. thing, or you don't yeah. see that. And you see this, but I don't need it but that's my point is that I don't need I don't know you that well as much as we're friends right like I don't know you as personally as maybe your friends do uh like your closer friends 
but I feel like when you post, uh, you know, that you journal or that you're at like a Starbucks and, you know, you're, you're taking a day for yourself um, or you're treating yourself on your birthday by skydiving. I don't know, like those things make me say like, you know, there's, she's a well-rounded individual. Like there's, there's something more to her and she also goes through things, but she's finding ways to overcome them. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. I think that everyone needs to take days for themselves and do that and, and be there for themselves. And I know life can get really busy and stuff, but you know, we all, I think considering everything I've really had to, as an adult, learn how to be there for myself or, or be the best friend for myself or be the parent for myself um, that I may have needed at one point. And that means looking out for myself like no other. And I think I want to, I, I definitely want to spread that message to people that if there's anyone out there who might relate to that, then the, and I know it sounds so cliche and I didn't understand this when I was younger. I used to like, I used to always be into this kind of stuff, like self-care quotes, like loving yourself, working on yourself, like self-awareness like right. about it. My, you know, my favorite, some of my favorite books are self-help books, right, but right, right. I was always very into this. And I, you, <laughs> I used to be like, oh yeah, love yourself, love yourself, you know, when I was younger and stuff. And I never really understood what that phrase means. And as I get older and older, I'm realizing more and more loving yourself is so much deeper. It's accepting yourself. It's meeting yourself with compassion. It's taking yourself out. It's learning to look at yourself in a very pure light because you are not your mistakes. You are not this, you are not that. You are not what people said you were or, you know, whatever, when perhaps when you were a child or even now you are beyond that. And I think the moment you start to really see and radically accept yourself as that is the moment that just. Life becomes, <laughs> life becomes real for you, right? Like life, life opens up. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I respect a lot of things you're saying. Um, but one thing I want to add is as much as maybe you don't want to see it this way, or maybe you should, is that, uh, self-love is selfish you need to be selfish this is something that i as harsh as it may sound i've kind of accepted over the past few years because i've always been seen as i still am you know a good person good-hearted big-hearted whatever have you um but i remember uh never really taking the time for myself to do the things that i wanted to do right or really like claiming it for myself and this goes back to my dream my dream i've been discussing it you know since i was a child since i was a little boy like i always wanted to do it and I always took the advice of others. I always took the influence of others. Um, and I just got caught up in the wrong friendships and relationships. And when I look back on it, it's because I never really said to myself, like took a stance and said, no, I want to do this for me. And that's what I go back to. Like whenever I see you post, it's like, you don't need to always be posting you're with your friends. You don't need to always be posting that you're busy or doing stuff. You, you have no shame. Um, or you have the humility, I should say, and saying, oh, I'm, you know, by myself today, I'm just doing my own thing, you know, and you share that with the world, because there are people that uh, are maybe self-conscious about something, about doing something like that, or maybe they're insecure or unsure about being by themselves, and they don't know if that's being alone, or is that being lonely, and you prove to them that there's nothing wrong with having solitude, so, no. yeah, think- yeah, that's, that's just how I say it, um, I don't know why I just I the meaning to share that with you because again I I, I thought that was really cool um that you show that side yeah because it, yeah. it's it's vulnerable but it's honest you know and that's what that's what uh, we're here on this podcast for is to be truthful and authentic 
Yeah, you know, that's that's what life is all about. And it yeah. goes back to, to acting, right? Like we just as human beings, or at least I do as a human being, want to connect. I want to connect. I see people. I know that people have been through something. And okay, if I'm being completely honest, like the other day I was spending um, a little bit too much time on social media, which is always not a good place to not. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Your yeah, mind just, mind you just get lost. I know. Exactly. And, and I like to, if I'm, if I'm spending time on Instagram, I like to kind of gear it more towards how I can make my page better. Exactly. Opposed to mindlessly scrolling, but I was mindlessly scrolling and it just, it, it exasperates anxiety. Right. And yeah. so I just put my phone down and I have this coffee table book that I love it's called humans of new york i'm sure you've heard of it the stories uh no i haven't but tell me more please new york oh my gosh humans of new york is amazing so there's humans this of new york. Like I, yeah it's it's, it's uh, this this guy brandon like would go around i remember when i was a teenager it was a huge thing too and people would post it on facebook and he would just take photos of people and write caption like they would say a story about themselves right and it's real and it's authentic so i put down my phone and i picked up this book and i just started reading stories and I, I was like, this is what I want to see. I want to connect to people. I want to see their actual stories. I don't want to open my, you know, open my phone up and see, oh, this is on Instagram. This person, you know, is it becomes not, redundant. It becomes that's my point. Is that becomes redundant? Yes, it does. Yeah. I want to, I want to see people their real stories. I want to see people taking themselves out on dates because they've had to be there for themselves. That's how you word it. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> taking yourself yeah. on a date. That's that was so new to me when you when you posted something like that. I was like, oh, I never heard of something. <laughs> Take oh, yourself I, on a date. Yeah. Taking yourself on a date. Yeah. That's actually why that actor sent me that book is because I told him I do this. <laughs> And he was like, oh, that's what Julia Cameron talks about. It's, it's artist dates. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, buying yourself gifts, right? Like, I, I think you do that as well. Yeah, I love to. I love to. I think that yeah. I think that when I look at back on my history and, you know, my life and everything, I'm still right. like young. But when I look back at my life, I'm like, I've had to pick myself up by myself with some very difficult things. And I haven't given myself enough credit for that, you know? Amazing. That'd so, be your best friend. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, we've discussed uh, excessively, like how uh, impactful it was for yourself, like your experience, um, sharing this cause, sharing this matter on mental health. I want to know, have you received uh, feedback from other people? What's there been experience been like? I have, yeah, I've received some nice feedback. I think that people have found comfort in being able to open up to me because of those posts. Um, you know, I've had a couple people reach out to me uh, trigger warning when they were suicidal and asked oh, wow. me for advice and stuff. And so, of course, I did what I could, but I I try to and and you know I try to just make it a safe space, no matter what. Like you're not being judged, right? And we're in this together and everything and I think that it, you know I've created some friendship because of that because of you know people reaching out to me or because of my posts and I want people to know they can message me um if they need someone to just talk to because I think in this world we don't realize that sometimes there are people out there who don't have people who think like us no and just even a stranger like you know back in the day would have been pen paling but now it's just dming <laughs> But, you know, even a stranger supporting that kind of, I mean, providing that kind of support can hopefully mean something and help that person in that time. Um, 
but otherwise, yeah, I've gotten some good feedback. Definitely. Um, hopefully I get to a point where I will inspire people to take themselves out more Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do things alone because it's just fun. No, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, important to take, take time for yourself, right. Be selfish about it as much as people don't like that word. Um, you need to, you need to separate yourself, um, sometimes, uh, from the good and the bad, right. Um, if it's all about everyone else and all your time is dedicated to making other people's lives better, then you'll have no time for yourself, um, to enrich it. And, um, yeah, I like the idea that you, yeah, you, you create a safe space, uh, an approachable one at that, right. It's not like you're just posting these pieces of content and then someone DMs you and <laughs> you just never hear from them again. You actually take the time, um, as long as they're respectful, of course, um, to reach out to them, right. And say, Hey, like, you know, um, you're, like you said, there's, they don't maybe have those friends in them, um, surrounding them. Like we do, um, those, uh, pieces of support. So, you can act as that. Right. Um, so I think that's very helpful and that's very important. So keep doing what you're doing with that. Um, I feel like a lot of people, um, are speaking to your message and, uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, how we can improve our mental health. Uh, I want to add to that something you said about the selfishness. Um, I think that is people might not like the word selfish, but people also need to realize that when you are selfish, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about other people or what they're going to think if you are selfish you will actually show up better to the other people in your life yeah because you're taking the time for yourself because of you're boundaries because you're pursuing what you want to pursue and following your dreams because you're standing up for yourself all these things if you start to put that love into yourself and i i had a very big problem with this for a very long time as well right. but if you start to put that love into yourself that you put into the that you pour into other people and you will show up for those people better and yourself Oh. No, you gotta, you gotta work on yourself, right? Yeah. You gotta work on yourself before um, you can accept a new challenges before you can accept new love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh. it, it's cliche, it's corny, whatever have you, but it's the truth. Um, it's the reality. Um, so we're, I'm so happy you're on the same page about that. So thank you for sharing that Iman and uh, keep spreading your message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so getting back to uh, the beginning of our conversation, we were discussing how I introduced you. You were the yeah. actress, Jen, yeah. in lady of the night my latest short film um and again we are so happy that you took this opportunity um mm -hmm. you know we're honored to be able to collaborate with you um you really serve the role justice <laughs> and you brought yeah. the character to life so that's what i was looking for as a director um and you masterfully played the role of jen an abused woman with an abusive past with such strength and vulnerability i want to know why did you choose to portray this character once the script was sent to you well, as I mentioned, you did a great job with the script. Thank you. Thank you. It, uh, you know, I read it and it was very, it already spoke volumes to me. And I saw a very interesting character in the sense that she was someone that other people might have otherwise judged just for like, you know, like a glimpse kind of look. Yeah. Um, even that I kind of, I'm not going to lie, like parts of her, I might have otherwise judged if I wasn't an actor you know and so I but I read that and I realized in that and in playing her that she is just like every single one of us she yeah. is human and she is raw and she's beautiful and she like every single one of us wants to 
ultimately what everyone wants. They want to love and they want to be loved. And, you know, she wanted that from Abila's character and, and from just generally, or from like whoever it would have been in that moment. Yeah. And I saw someone who was raw and beautiful and maybe people and I wanted people to see that she is human and to play her in a way that that people realize that and don't judge her for it and you know there are people out there who might be able to um, relate to her story either very directly or in a kind of indirect way or they yeah. can relate to elements of her story like I could perhaps in a way mm -hmm. or I brought a part of me into her story um and so that to me it was like I want to be able to do that in a great way that people see that and feel like they're again their feelings are being validated when they watch me play someone like them or whatever and realize that they're okay they're they're safe yeah, no, uh, well said. Uh, that, that's why, again, you were chosen. Um, and that's why I was so excited to work with you is I often say, um, whenever I reach out to people that are looking to collaborate with me, do they respect the story? You know, like, it's not so much do they like the story? Do they respect it? Because anyone can just like it and say, Yeah, that was cool. That was interesting. But you took it to another level where you actually resonated, maybe not directly with Jen, but elements of her as you described. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, again, back to like the writing, thank you again for, for commending my work. Yeah. Um, but that was highly flattering when you said that you believed the words that she was saying, you know, like there was nothing where it was like awkward or weird for you or, you know, uncomfortable. You spoke every line and you never turned to me and said, can I say this differently or can I change this word? Um, and again, that's I get a testament to my writing, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm always looking for challenges. I'm always looking for changes. And uh, the roles seem to speak to you. Right. Um, and I'm just so happy again, like we had that experience together. Um, and I was able to direct you in that performance. Um, you're very, you're a pleasure to work with, um, very accommodating, you know, um, very insightful too, um, you know, on how uh, we can approach certain takes and my God, like hard worker. <laughs> there were times when you, you got me energized and said, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's get back into it. Let's get back in. Come on, come on. <laughs> Because there were moments, right? We were slipping that, uh, we were slipping that vigor, and uh, we had to take a pause, a break. I don't know if you remember. And it was a little cold. I think that's why people were getting. A yeah, it was a little cold, right? Um, but I remember that because the chemistry is uh, just as important, right? And I remember speaking to you and Abil, and I just reminded you guys like what's happening in this scene, like why you need to convey more emotion, why uh, it's heartbreaking. Um, to, to achieve all those little nuances, right? Um, as you remember from the short, there's moments where I just cut back to you, uh, just showing your reactions to certain things, right? Some were intended, some were unintentional, but that's the power of editing. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we achieved an emotion. We, we, we achieved uh, evoking something out of the audience. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, now, having said that with your experience working on this film, what lessons have you learned uh, from this collaboration that have made you become a better actress or maybe even a better individual? I think that it was uh, like the way when you sent it to me, when it was released and you sent it to me, I realized like this is- Oh, could you, Iman, could you repeat yeah. it? Can you hear me? No, no, there's like a huge swipe. I, you interrupted yourself. I couldn't, I couldn't oh. hear you. 
Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can okay, you. perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so what, yeah, when, when you sent me, you know, um, the link to it, I, I, I saw it and everything and I was like, wow, this, this is really good. And I feel like at least my part of it, my scene of it, like we did in such a short amount of time, like a day, right? Yeah. But the way that it came out definitely looked like it was more than that. So I, I learned how to create such amazing art in such a short amount of time. Of course. And yeah. And also I, I am, I generally empathize with her otherwise, but I think that I had to tap into a place where I had to empathize with someone again, who I might have otherwise slightly, even slightly remotely judged. I don't like to judge my characters, um, but would have otherwise judged had I not read the script, like just her as what she does and this and that, you know, like the surfaced yeah. values. But once I, once I played her, once I saw her, unsurfaced values and needs and wants they're very um they're actually real and they're and they're raw which is beautiful and vulnerable so I think that it taught me again going back to it to how to tap more into that empathetic side of me um into a character that yeah I might not have otherwise been as empathetic, but would have still, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, for sure. So are you saying that if you didn't read the script, if you just watched it as a viewer, you would still judge the character? Not or even is... viewer, like if you, if you gave me Jen and what she does, like her job and what oh, she of course, does yeah. and all that, you know, and even that in its own, um, which, which is great because it taught me more empathy. <laughs> well, no, though, that's, that's my job as a writer, right? Um, the best writers, they say, are always mm -hmm. challenging the narrative, always challenging the audience. It's yeah. like she comes from this dark, dingy, you know, dishonorable past. Would you side with someone like this? And then as I write, that's why the dialogue is very important to me as you kind of, and also for the purposes of the short film, because we can't really show through visuals. But as you see, you know, the fear on her face, you know, the, through her eyes, um, and you hear that, you know, this is not something that she's choosing to do. You don't even know her past. You have to use your imagination. Like, how did you even end up in that situation? It's kind of like all that matters now is what she wants to do going forward. And that's a lot, a lot of that I, a message that kind of always comes back to me. So that's not about where you're from is all that matters is where you're headed. Um, and that's how I kind of treat my characters. It's like, we shouldn't judge them on like their past back to what you were saying. We shouldn't let them define, let those things define them. Um, what matters is in this moment, are you looking to be a better person? And it's a very touching story that way. Right. In a way it's like, you know, she's accepted her past. She knows where, where, where she's wrong. Um, so much so that she's willing to continue it, you know, not to jeopardize uh, the safety of her boyfriend, right? Um, and that he doesn't have to uh, get in harm's way of getting, uh, you know, getting uh, financial means. But um, it's, yeah, it, it's poetic in a way, right? Where it's like, you know, whatever happens to her uh, doesn't happen to him, right? So. Absolutely. And yeah. to add to what you're saying, it's like, Jen is a very and I saw this in her and I of course I created my own like little story for her my own little background to her that I won't mention but right I think it I, shows <laughs> I remember this by the way yeah I think yeah. it shows the script as well that my backstory kind of goes hand in hand with the script because you start to realize that okay she might be this she might have this dingy whatever you like you said past but she is ultimately in this moment she is and this is all that's in the script. So we don't know, maybe she didn't even want to get into her dingy past. But when you see the words on the script and I played her, 
it's like no she is this, just a human who's beautiful and wants to love and she has a and she has a she has a I depicted her as someone who has a beautiful heart, you know, and you can see it. Yeah. You can see that she wants to get out of this mess or whatever she mess she's entangled in. And, you know, like many of us, we've been in a situation that we might not have wanted to be in and we might have made mistakes, but um, we wanted to get out and we got out of it and we hold shame to it. And so just like every single human, she might have had shame. And so were we as people might be, skeptical to understand another person whose whose values or whose you know status or whatever it is or job might seem different from us like if she's a you know if she if she's a you know lady of the night yeah yeah and it might you know open skepticism or judgment from us but when you start to realize that she's just like you she's just like me she's just like that person on the street she has feelings and she loves and she actually has a great heart then you start to see her as what she is instead of what she does or what she's trying to get out of as human and we all have been in that kind of situation it might not be the exact situation but we've all been in a situation where we've kind of felt some sort of shame and yeah. so i don't want my characters to to be someone who's looked at like that i want them to be someone who's looked at like they're human um which is again it all at all times it ties in our conversation right like and this is why um you were meant for this role because the conversations about you know uh providing more depth to a person right more complexity the fact that you post on instagram uh that you go out but you also show that you're just as vulnerable you have days where you know stress gets to you maybe anxiety or you have days on how to overcome them there's tips and tools things like that what I mean to say is you have no shame in feeling shame, right? There's no self-consciousness self about it. Um, so it all comes full circle, really, um, and how we feel about these things. So I can't thank you enough for this insightful, uh, informative conversation, Iman. Yeah, I'm glad. It was great. Yeah. This yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Iman, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I should say this is your second time because the last time, as I mentioned, you were promoting Fire Escape, which has yet to been yet to be released, but we're very excited to see that. Um, and again, you're always welcome to come back on the podcast uh, to discuss any of um, the matters that uh, are closest to your heart, um, that you, the messages that you want to spread. And uh, I'm looking forward to collaborating with you again. I feel like uh, there are many more projects to discover together. Absolutely. I look forward to hopefully getting to connect again in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Iman, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk soon. Bye.